the pandemic, civil unrest, protest, and the road to the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Uh, John DePietro on this Thursday. Folks, joining us on the line right now, we've talked to him in the past. He does a tremendous job with the Federal Hill Association and is the one and only Rick Simone. Rick, thank you for taking the time to talk to us on this Thursday. How are you, John? Thank you. Yeah, very good. Well, I'm actually tired from uh, seeing the protesters again, scaring anyone away that wants to come into Providence. But I'd like to talk to you about... You gotta get to bed earlier, John. You gotta, you gotta those things <laughs> I don't know how you go to bed when they go on the highway uh, between 10 and 11 o'clock at night. Rick, let's talk about, though, Columbus uh, Columbus Day Festival in in, uh, in Federal Hill is going to be very different this year. Yeah, and the, you know, the truth of the matter is, is that it has nothing to do with anything other than the fact that we're in the midst of a global pandemic. You know, we, we wanted to temper the expectations of what could be executed during that weekend. And this year, without the ability to have a parade, have rides, games, uh, vendors from all over the country, those things can't happen, and that is our traditional feast. So, you know, the, the overwhelming feeling on the Hill um, between residents, um, our Italian-American community, and the businesses was that if it's not the traditional feast, we can't call it the traditional feast because we don't want people to come up and feel disappointed or aggravated that it's not those things. So this year we chose to continue with this very successful model that we've had in place for the last 14 weeks, which is El Fresco on the Hill. So it'll be that it's the footprint that we're doing now on Fridays and Saturday nights, where we have about 14 blocks of the avenue closed, and you can come up and dine at all your favorite locations, and we'll still have entertainment following the COVID guidelines out there. Um, but you'll still be able to come up and get your sausage and pepper some Roma or your ravioli from Venda and sit down and be able to enjoy it. So we were able to keep specific, you know, more of the culinary and heritage elements in place um, and expand the days. So it's going to go Friday night. And all day Saturday, all day Sunday, and all day Monday. So we're, to be truth be told, we're, we're really excited that we're able to execute anything at this point. Well, here's the thing, though, Rick. At the same time, now, you know, it's outside. How come normally, are, so it's not going to be, are the booths going to be set up? Can people go up and eat outside like that? Or is everything just at the established restaurant? They can go up to the booths and we have seating. We'll have seating so that everyone can have a place to sit. You can't, you know, the, the point of not being able to have a parade or do some of these other elements is right now you can't have congregating. And that's, you know, the rules of the day yep. and the rules that we respectfully follow. So if you go up to the stand to get your sausage and peppers, they're, they're going to let nicely let you know your table's right over there to go sit down. We're actually creating specific other seating areas throughout the hill um, to allow for extra seating for guests coming up. Um, but it's not going to be the typical thing where you can have your glass of wine or your beer and stroll up and down the avenue. Unfortunately, we just cannot do those things this year. Hmm. Folks, we're speaking with Rick Simone, Federal Hill Association. Now, Rick, this is going to be the official name. What is the official name this year? It's going to be El Fresco on the Hill celebrating Italian heritage. Okay. So now, and I was talking to you off here, you have not heard that Mayor Alorza, there's talks he wants to change Columbus Day celebration in Providence to Italian American Day. But traditionally, Rick, the, the parade on Federal Hill was the Columbus Day parade. But it sounds like the word Columbus is no way in, in the name this year at Federal Hill. We can't change that it's Columbus Day weekend. That doesn't go away. So right. It's being celebrated on Columbus Day weekend. And, you know, as, as far as I know, and being an Italian-American, there's been, the mayor has not spoken to me. I've never heard such a thing of it being changed. Yep. Um, you know, we still have people that have very strong positions on, you know, even the Columbus Day statute. Right. 
So to, to you know, to our thing, we're not saying that it's not happening on Columbus Day weekend because it is. You know, and, and to be very frank, you know, I don't hear anybody complaining about taking Monday off. No, so, that's right. You know. No, good point. And on top of that, even if Rick, even if he says, well, in the city of Providence, we're going to call it Italian American Day on Federal Hill, it would still be the celebration of Columbus Day weekend, so to speak. He, he doesn't have any bearing over no, what the fest, right. festival I, I, on the I hill don't know is. Why Italian American not take another day in our name. I mean, I think we'd all love that. So right. I don't think you'd have very high arguments. But I don't think anybody would say that it's replacing the Columbus Day holiday. So okay. That's not something that I would expect to have happen. Now, let's, you know, listen, um, I was up there both times. I am a fan of the Hill, but I want to give you a chance now to reassure people that it is safe up on the Hill. Those protesters, that's the reason I was out last night. Rick, they don't do anyone any favors by marching around in a menacing way around Providence. And and that was so unfair. There was, there's been no incident in Providence. The situation when they were up on the Hill, that was because of a guy in Los Angeles that had a gun on him and then was shot by the police. That is so unfair to do to the business people of Federal Hill. People people don't want that. But during the course of Alfresco on the Hill, uh, what can you tell people? Because let's deal in reality. That That is something that has made people uncomfortable. Prior to this summer, they, they didn't go on the Hill. This was all just downtown. Right. So here, here's what I can tell you. That Alfresco on the Hill has been a tremendous success. I mean, you're seeing... With the reservation numbers, with people dining in their own safe environments, of the individual restaurants participating, the 27 or 28 restaurants that are participating, they're... Oh, he's fading a little bit. We haven't had that happen during one of our Alfresco nights. Right. Both times it happened, and I was there second there. Uh, I was like 15 feet away from you, but didn't want to go on your little camera there. Um, it was They were in and out of there in 15, 16 minutes. They tried to make their point. They realized they weren't going to get anywhere with what was going on. And our message to any of these guys is sit down and have a conversation with us. You, you know, you're doing yourself injustice by not coming, having a conversation with us in advance. Because, you know, there's people that support the message in varying degrees. And I think that they're hurting themselves by not having that conversation. You know, we, you, so and I, you and I can agree to disagree. Because to me, this, didn't, this incident that they were protesting about, it didn't happen in it didn't even happen in Rhode Island, and so therefore, yeah, what that has to do with harassing people, trying to have dinner, and businesses trying to survive an epidemic on Federal Hill. I, frankly, I think you're being too kind. This business, what do you mean they want to go and talk to you? Why, why don't they just go protest where there's a problem? As you and I both know, a man was murdered last Thursday in the mall. Why don't they go protest about violence in the mall? Listen, like you said, we can agree to disagree in certain areas of this, John, and I have great respect for you, but our whole thing is is that everyone up there, and we have a lot of varying degrees of personalities, from young weight staff to different ethnicities to people that have been on the Hill for 60, 70 years, and I don't think any of us take a confrontational position to any of this type of stuff. Um, people's sensibilities are really high right now. There's a lot of different things going on in the world beyond that, and we have to, you know, we have to take the punches as it comes. I don't think that any of this has created an unsafe environment in any way. And the day after you were up there was one of our alfresco nights, and we had, you know, 8,000 people with reservations at 27 restaurants. So it hasn't affected us in any way in that regard, and I think what has happened has been short-lived. So when I say for us to have a conversation, 
that we'd be letting them know why we don't think it's necessary for them to come to Federal Hill and why we appreciate them understanding our positions and what we're trying to accomplish in the midst of this pandemic. I, I understand and I, I appreciate and support your position. I My favorite restaurants in the state are, happen to be on the Hill. However, why they feel they have the right to march up there and start screaming blank the police language I can't even use loudly and chanting it and they're menacing and intimidating. That is not helping an environment of people that want to go and have a nice meal and walk around and try to enjoy the hill. I, I think you're being that's just my I think you're being too kind. I think there should be a rougher approach. I think it should be made clear they are not welcome there. They have no business there. As I said, there was no incident there. Why they feel the need to go on Federal Hill and scream, blank the police, when the Providence police haven't had any incidents like this is is just beyond me. But listen, you're more diplomatic. I can appreciate that. Um, But I am telling, and I am hearing from some people on the Hill that are more in my camp than your camp. But I'm going to say this, Rick Simone, if they're willing to go on the highway... You know, this thing is escalating. It's not de-escalating. You know, we had the riot at the beginning of the summer. Suddenly they go to the hill. Then they go back to the hill. Now they're going on the highway. I, I don't see them retreating. They seem to be getting more aggressive, not less. So um, I think that I think that we have to leave it up to the powers that be to try to manage the situation because we can only provide the input that we have. I can tell you, that, you know, that last night, you know, just as a precautionary thing is that the police department did take presence on federal hills should they have decided to make a turn so yeah. we're happy to work with both the Good. state police and the province police to be up there yes um and i think our conversations with chief clemens commander Murray, and the mayor have all been productive based on the last two occasions that you mentioned so Good. i can tell you that we feel we feel safe and we feel confident i can't say what any individual or group is going to go out and do um or for what reasons they're going to do it but you know we we want to come back from a position of risk and that's what our heritage is to be very honest so we feel that we're going to create a safe environment, work with those that can help us do it. If we can de-escalate a situation, we're going to do that as well. How can, uh, before I let you go, folks, and again, we're speaking to Rick Simone of the uh, Federal Hill Association. How, how can we help you? How can I help you? How can anyone listening or watching help you? So here's what we need the most, okay? We're entering this season where the weather goes back and forth. You know, granted, it's beautiful and gorgeous out today and for the next couple of days. But the last two weekends, the temperatures dipped down into the 40s at night. We need people's support to come out and continue to support not just restaurants, but uh, salons, bakery shops, retail shops, all the businesses that we have throughout province and throughout the state, because we're about to enter a very difficult phase. And this is going to be more difficult that we're going to enter than at the height of the pandemic in March. So we need people's patience and understanding to join us outside, continue to dine out fresco. We announced on the Hill that our intention is um, that we hope to get funds from the governor's grant and continue off fresco for another six to eight weeks outside um we're going to evaluate it obviously as we go through the month but we need people's support we need them to come out and enjoy it we've got heaters that are coming up and down the hill we're creating new environments for people to stay warmer we need people to come out and really be supportive did you um before i let you go did you catch the governor's press briefing yesterday governor Raimondo? Uh, parts of it and then the red rest last night okay well then if you did see it you saw i was the one that asked about Extending and getting more money in that fund for the restaurants and businesses. Yeah, we we requested. I'm sure you probably saw it on Twitter, but um, I was Batera yesterday, and we requested that the governor and Commerce please add another four million dollars to that fund. There's with 80 applicants that applied um, that's showing the real need that's out there. Yep. 
well, she, organizations and business groups. The governor wouldn't commit to me an amount, but she said she's very open to it. So, but I want you to know, and all the restaurants up there, that I went to the governor's press briefing yesterday, and I asked her that, that it's been successful, and let's get some more money in the fund. So I'm doing what I can at the highest levels um, to then try to secure and, and put the let the, the governor know that that would be welcomed if more money would go into that fund. Well, we appreciate that, John. Thank you. Well, that's what I'm here for. All right. Listen, Rick, I will see you up at the Hill. Thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work. We're with you. We're with you in spirit. So, but Thank I'll, you. Uh, I'll see you soon. All right, folks, there he is, the great Rick Simone right here on the John DePietro Show. Now, again, um, he's a good guy. He uh, obviously is non-confrontational. And I, um, I, I, I disagree with he is obviously trying to be diplomatic because I am here. I'm hearing different things. I'm hearing from people who have lost patience. And again, right now at 118, good afternoon, it's Sean DePedro. I'm hearing people that have lost patience with the protesters. And I was unaware that he was up there uh, that night. He said, I saw you. You should have come over. Could have said of just how um, outrageous it is that this um, continues to go on in this way. So uh, something needs to be done. And, you know, I was also I, I, I don't get a lot of the decisions that are being made as far as I don't understand them. A parade is outside. I, I, I think you could. I mean, why can't you still have a parade? I see he's saying you can't have the carts. You can't have things like that. But by, by everyone, Rick, who we just spoke to, Rick Simone, his job is to try to, and he does it very well, uh, represent the restaurants on the hill and the businesses there. But, I mean, if you're dealing in reality, these protests are just crushing the hill. No one wants to deal with it. Folks, when, when we do the Facebook Live, it's over. no one wants to listen to the endless chanting that goes on and on. Um, I want to just uh, also check some headlines. Trump doesn't commit to transfer of power, won't leave if lose. Well, you know, that's not accurately reflected. We want to make sure that 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 is, the, in fact, the case if, in fact, he, he does lose. And for some people that are not, you have to pay attention to the polls. Someone earlier was saying, oh, I, Biden's ahead. I mean, listen, all you have to do is look at some of the polls. It's going to be a close election. The president's people know what states are important. I want to be very clear about that. And for some of you, I know there are some people that say, oh, I don't believe any of those polls. I'll tell you who does believe in the polls. The Trump White House believes in the polls because the Trump White House. Um, oh, good. So now the journal has picked up my story. Facebook user claimed to be a Providence teacher. I mean, how much you want to bet that they're not going to give me credit for this? Um, how, do, how do these people do these stories and not when it first appeared on DePetro.com? Linda Borg. Uh, I know. I, I mean, I, folks, it just gets annoying. It does. 
Um, agency to recommend where Providence can cut public safety budget. You know, I always give the journal credit if I'm mentioning one of their stories. Let me see this Linda Borg story and um, see if, in fact, if I get credit for this. You can read the story on DePetro.com. Folks, it's just it's just more of the same. Um, let's see. Uh, Providence teacher says he regrets social media posts calling for violent protest. So here's the story. Providence teacher um, posted Wednesday night. So there he does. So let's see. Nope. Providence school teacher says he regrets posting inflammatory comment. Odell Ziegler teaches music at Lima Lebanon Elementary School posted Wednesday night. Burned down the city. School district said Thursday morning. He's, Ziegler said he applied to resign, but his request hasn't been accepted by the district. He wants to step down because of the conditions in the building. So he's still a teacher. So, nope. And then no mention, of course, that the story first appeared on DePetro.com. So there he is. So I'll deal with this stuff after 2 o'clock. That stuff annoys me. It does. We had it first. So, folks, you can see the, the, the post right there. And he is still a teacher. You know, that Calabro said he resigned, um, which was wrong. You know, I, no, I'm going to deal with this right now. Um, you know, th- this is like so pathetic. These are the people that are supposed to be um, Calabro. He not, he, his resignation was not accepted. He is still a teacher. Wrong. Sorry, folks. Let me just do this quick teat. He teaches music at Lima Lebanon. Teaches at Lima and Lebanon. Unbelievable. You know, this is like, how, how does this stuff go on? What is wrong with these people? I mean... I had it first. What is wrong with these people? This is, she's Linda Borg of the Providence Journal. And then people wonder why people start to question the news. Why can't you get that right? Why would it hurt that much to just say, as first reported on the John DePietro show? How is that so hard? Why is that so difficult for other members of the, the media. All right. You know, so I got it first. Let me just find this Linda Borg. They're so sloppy. That's what it is. How do you not have that? Oh, my goodness. Feel free to give credit, lady. Hey, lady. Oh, my God. Feel free to... Share proper credit. I always credit the other uh, media outlets. Folks, it's just, you know, the protests are getting worse and this type of stuff is getting worse. How is that possible? Had this last night posted last night. I know, I and I apologize for 
uh, that you're listening to my tweets. But it gets annoying. It does, is what I'm saying. All right. Right now, it is uh, 125. Hey, I want to remind you. Again, it's John DePietro. I, I, um, I think the, fit, the Hill, I know what they're trying to do. And I want to be very clear. My feelings on this with the protesters on federal law, first of all, I think Rick Simone is wrong. This business of people, they look past it. They want to have a conversation with us. Listen, there's nothing to talk about with this crowd. And they don't even want to listen to you anyway. This has zero to do with the province police. They have no business being up there. Why are they up there? And now Alorza wants to take Columbus Day. And now it sounds like the Hill is getting away from Columbus. So now if, if, if Federal Hill no longer wants to call it the Columbus Day Parade and Columbus Day Weekend and everything else, I mean – that's their prerogative, but I just don't want, I don't like the, the likes that Baby, Baby Omar and Mayor Alorza are making those decisions. So, uh, people are asking about the polls. I am telling you that in the, the reason President Trump won in 2016, hear me out, anti-poll people, the reason he won was because of their internal polls. Like I said, I know, and someone just tweeted, do you know anyone you know ever been polled? Folks, we're not in a battleground state. First of all, the answer is yes, but we're not in a battleground state. People in New Hampshire are being polled just because you don't know anyone. But I'm telling you, the whole reason President Trump shifted strategy and went and then focused the end of the campaign on Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan was because polling showed they could win. Polling showed they could win. If you say, I don't believe in polls. Well, I'm t- as I've said, I'll tell you who does believe in them. The Trump people. The Trump pollster won the election because they knew where to invest their time. I, I you know, I, I, and also there are people that don't believe in the virus, that don't want to wear a mask. They don't believe you could lose. And they don't believe in polls. And I realize, though, that I'm not going to convince you. But I am telling you, you don't just go out sketchy and just decide where you think you're going to pick it up. It's calculated. They know where, in fact, they could win. That's why he went to the Rust Belt. Before that, they were not convinced they could win Michigan and Wisconsin. Both of those states had gone Democrat. So it was from their internal polling that showed four states that they really focused on. Minnesota, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania. Those four. So for those that don't believe in the polling, you're, I don't know what to tell you. I'll tell, like I said, I'll tell you who does believe in it. The Trump people believe in it. Now, I didn't say all the polls are right. Um, do I know anyone that's been polled? Yes, I do. I have family that lives in New Hampshire. New Hampshire is a battleground state. Yes, I do. Someone said, do you know anyone that's been polled? Yes, I do. Where do they live? They live in Florida. They have a house phone. Rings all the time they're getting polled. So I do know people. People in North Carolina are getting called a lot. People in Ohio get called a lot. People in Pennsylvania, Michigan get called a lot. I didn't say it's not harder to find people. But there is still polling. This portion of the program, folks, is brought to you by A.E. Mazika Insurance Services. Rhode Island will not decide this election. Rhode Island will not decide this election. We are not a battleground state. So if you remove Providence, 
if you remove Providence from the equation, in 2016, there were 60,000 votes cast in Providence. If you remove Providence, and Hillary got 45, if you remove Providence, Rhode Island becomes like New Hampshire. If we didn't have Providence, Rhode Island becomes like New Hampshire. And we would be a battleground state where there is a lot of Trump support. But just so we're clear and all on the same page, in 2016, Hillary won Warwick. Hillary won Cranston. Hillary won North Kingstown. Hillary won North Providence. Hillary won Cumberland. Hillary won Woonsocket. Now, it would be helpful if this time around those states were the, those cities and towns were flipped. But let's deal in reality. That's what we're talking about. Providence, something needs to be done. I'm a broken record now at 1.30 on this Thursday. Something needs to be done about the voter rolls in Providence. If the Republican Party in Rhode Island wants to really move forward, something needs to be done about the voter rolls in Providence because they're deciding all our elections with all their, and a lot of the votes are fraudulent, but they're deciding the elections. Providence decides who the state votes for for governor. Providence decides who the state votes for for president. Providence decides who the attorney general is, who the lieutenant governor is. Providence decides who the general treasurer is. Providence decides who the secretary of state is. And unfortunately, Providence could decide some of these ballot questions. Something needs to be done about the Providence voter rolls. If you go to thepetro.com, I have it all mapped out right there. If people don't want to read it, I don't know what to tell you. But there's something wrong with the voter rolls in Providence. But they are deciding the state. You know, folks, this is almost as if the D student in this class is deciding the future of the class. If if the voter fraud problems could be eliminated off the Providence voter rolls, Rhode Island would resemble more like New Hampshire. But until that is done, I mean, I will be there on Saturday. For the Trump rally. I am voting for the president. But what no one will answer is how do you counter? Last time in 2016, Hillary Clinton got 45,000 votes out of Providence. And now they have more people that have come in, more illegals that have come in. This time around, how many Democrat votes will Providence deliver? Probably more like 50,000. How many votes will President Trump get in Providence? It begins and ends with Providence. I am all ears for people that think that the president can win Rhode Island. Mayor Fung, if you take Providence out of the mix, Mayor Fung, it's much closer against Governor Raimondo. But this, that is a problem that needs to be solved by the Republican Party. If anything, if there's going to be any effort, it is to clean up the voter rolls in Providence. Nowhere is it more corrupt than the voter rolls in Providence. Nowhere do they manipulate it more. Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls, those three. You clean up the voter rolls, you could have a Republican governor. You clean up the voter rolls in those three cities, Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls, 
could, you would have Trump, you would have President Trump coming in to win Rhode Island. But it's not going to happen unless those voter rolls are cleaned up. Folks, AE Mazika Insurance Services. Now listen, on this Thursday, I would like to help you save money. Call AE Mazika Insurance Services today, 401 353 9300. 401 353 9300. AE Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue, North Providence. You have Scott and you have Alex. Now, let me ask you a question. On this Thursday, what if I told you you could save $200 a month? That Would that be appealing to you? Do the math. Two times 12 is 2,400, almost 2,500 extra a year. It's like giving yourself a raise. Let them help you save money. All I'm suggesting is you call for a free consultation, AE Mazika Insurance Services, 353 353- 9300 AE Mazika Insurance Services, 1529 Middle Spring Avenue in North Providence. You can call, you can make an appointment, you get a free consultation over the phone. They will work with you. 353-9300. Well, folks, uh, good afternoon. It's John DePietro. Look at that. Another story that we broke on the website and then ripped off with no credit by the local media. How does that happen? How on earth does that happen? So, um, and that we were ripped off by two sources, both the journal and that, uh, whoever that person is, Turtle Boy, who, um, like, well, whatever. I mean, you know, as long as you guys know, as long as the people know uh, that we're there and that we had... um, you know, broken the story and have all the details. And then the rest of them just basically take the story and then they try to pass it off as themselves. You know, again, I will say I never do that, folks. You know that I give credit and you watch the um, next, the story about Black Lives Matter and um in uh, Alorza painting that, I fully expect that that will also be, uh, I would imagine that's going to be ripped off. Um, not everybody does it, but they do it a lot. They certainly like to do it a lot. Let me just find, um, who's the friend that I talked to there? But folks, the protests, I, I mean it. That's right. Um, I, I just, I fundamentally, I disagree with Rick Simone. I know Rick Simone is is trying to keep the peace, but to me, a message needs to be sent that that's not going to be tolerated, you know? And I, I can tell he doesn't agree with me, but no one can explain to me why those protesters were on Federal Hill. And this guy is still a teacher. What does that mean? That is, his resignation won't be accepted. You have a teacher in the Providence schools. Burn the, Darren down the entire city. I mean what I said. Loot and burn it down. I believe change only comes. Elongated violence and protests. And he has friends trying to say, wait a minute, you don't mean this, do you? Take it back. Don't what a city? Populations in poverty, 55% of the population's down white. Old Del Ziegler. Nope. Burn down the city. That's his reaction to the events of last night. And accordingly. He still is a teacher in Providence. 
teaches music at Lemur and Leviton. So you had the head of the union trying to say to me, oh, no, he resigned. But instead, apparently he has not resigned. I'll give the journal credit for that. No longer works there. He applied to resign. His request hasn't been accepted. So my words were taken out of context. How are his words taken out of context? Wants to burn down the city. It was too late to take back my words. Now, he is, um, I have been trying to communicate with him. We'll, I'll catch up with him at some point. But the journal, I, they don't, Miss Linda Borg doesn't even give, you know, we're the ones that put it up there. God, they suck. I mean, could they suck anymore, folks? It's just brutal. All right, 138. Let me uh, stay on track here. Folks, don't forget. Rhode Island's uh, number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center, 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. You know, right now they have straw, corn stalks, uh, sugar pumpkins, carving pumpkins, gourds, large and small, fall, fall arrangements and crafts, mums and kale are ready to go. It's at Rhode Island's number one garden center, PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. You know, I have not even heard some of the... Um, I don't think I heard both of the, uh, all right. We had the story with um, Tim Dodd earlier. Florida prosecutors dropped the sex charge against Bob Kraft. All right, so that seems to be going by the wayside. Let me find the, um, where is the story about the protesters? Um, I do want to hear how it's maybe covered. Why do I have to search for it? Um... Let's see. All right. I'll try to find it on there. Uh, news. <laughs> I, oh, local. All right. Let's see if it comes up like this, folks. I, I wouldn't mind hearing how they did cover last night, which was just so outrageous. Again, the um, protesters march in Providence of a grand jury decision, the Breonna Taylor case. Folks, it was so disgraceful and violent and violent. Let's hear how they describe it. Uh, This is, uh, who's this? I think Patrice Wood and Dan Janik, Channel 10. Is this the night team? Let's hear how they, uh, oh my God. All right, here we go. Also took to the streets of Providence tonight. They're also upset with the indictment and making sure their message is heard. Earlier tonight, some climbed a fence trying to get onto Route 95 in Providence. The night team's Amanda Huskins is live in the city. What's happening right now, Amanda? Good evening. Well, I can tell you right now, things have quieted it down. The protesters actually came to this area by the World War One Memorial around 10 o'clock tonight. They stayed here for about a half hour before the crowds seemed to disperse. But Brianna Taylor's name has really been a rallying cry for social justice across the country and right here in Providence for such a long time now. We're going to take you to some video of some of the events that unfolded here tonight. If you take a look at your screens right now, this is kind of where the height of the protest happened here tonight in True. Providence. At one point, all of the protesters started kind of going up 95 North, making it up the ramp before they started to jump the fence, as you can kind of see from this video. They had walked all the way up that ramp on 95 North before they started getting down a heavy police presence there. This group of protesters started to gather in Burnside Park around 8 o'clock this evening. They had True. candles. Many of them were dressed in black, and we did hear them start to talk about Breonna Taylor and how much this march is for her and black women everywhere.
everywhere. Soon after they started meeting, they did bring out some black boards. They told the media that they did not want us to see what they were doing. They said that they were respectfully asking that we did not show them. They had these black boards, and many of them really did not want to talk to us. But we did get some reaction from some of the people who were watching the events unfold. Take a listen. with Black Lives Matter of Rhode Island was also protesting much earlier tonight outside of the police department. Uh. That's this video that you're seeing now. It started as a smaller group and it did grow a little bit. They did speak with us about their concerns. Organizers say they're really not happy with the indictment of the one officer today. They say they don't think those are the appropriate charges, but they say they're not surprised. Now, Taylor's family was really only asking for second-degree manslaughter charges, not murder, because of the Kentucky self-defense laws. But here in Rhode Island, they said that they really need to see laws change here locally and across the country. And they tell me that they really don't want police officers, as we know them, out on the streets right now. Take a listen. Justice doesn't look like what... All right, enough of that. All right, folks, so that was uh, last night. And then I'll pull up the channel. 12 report that I think the reporter went out of his way to say, but then that it, it finished very peacefully. What, 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 why do they have to put that? Why do they even have to, why is that, is that a requisite that they have to put that in? Did, did I miss the memo on that, that you always have to describe that it ended peacefully, even though they were on 95? I don't understand. Do you, does anyone understand why they always feel the need to tell us that they were peaceful as they were marching up the ramp and then blocking the highway last night? Uh, all right, here's the Channel 12 story. Police and a decision that's being felt across the country after officers are not going to face criminal charges in connection with her death. Now, protests broke out in Louisville after the announcement. Kentucky's attorney general telling us that uh, officers were justified in firing the shots because Taylor's boyfriend fired, fired a first. first. Yes. Thank you. Daniel North. And looting, they arrested close to 100 people in Louisville overnight. And two Louisville police officers were shot at. They are expected to survive. But one man was taken into custody. And here is that suspect, Lorenzo Johnson. Now in Providence, 12 News reporter Brandon Truitt is joining us where a Providence rally last night ended on Memorial Boulevard. Brandon? Yeah, Danielle, this is really where things hit a fever pitch. This rally started at Burnside Park, just about a block away, made its way here. And from this point, some of those protesters tried to get on the highway. Uh. Protest in Providence started like this. Members of Black Lives Matter Rhode Island gathering at the public safety complex. That was fine. The justice system let us down again. Time is time again. Brother Gary. It's continuing to happen, and we're just tired of it. From there, some of this group joined a second protest beginning at around 8 p.m. This one in Burnside Park in downtown, but it carried the same message. Protesters saying they are fed up with the system they claim is failing black Americans. Right now, I think that the system needs a lot more than just reformed. I think the system is broken. It is not made for people of color. About an hour later, at 9 o'clock, this fired one on the police. Making their way to the Providence Police Fired on the police. Boulevard. Justice! 
from there, the group made an attempt to get on I-95. They walked up the northbound ramp, but state police stopped them from blocking traffic. These images showing the tense moments as police work to keep protesters away from speeding cars. The roadway still open. State police using what appeared to be tear gas to direct much of the crowd over a Good. fence. From there, the group reassembled back on the street. Thumbs state up if you agree with the tear gas. To keep cars and protesters from making it any further. Providence police tell us no arrests were made last night. The group ultimately started disassembling at around 10 after it. more than two hours of protesting. Live in Providence, Brady Drew at 12 News. All right, it was. It was a uh, long night. Uh, good reports on Channel 12. Folks, again, if you, uh, good afternoon at 146. If you missed any of the video, go to the website, petro.com And petro.com brought to you by Coogan Heating and... Uh, Hold on. That's not it. There we go. Coogan, R.E. Coogan Heating, helpful, trustworthy, reliable, 24-hour emergency service. The difference, 732-6562. It's R.E. Coogan Heating. It's all right there at the website, dipetro.com. Now, folks, good afternoon on this Thursday. Again, just a reminder, this Saturday, 10 o'clock, Trump rally in Providence. Whose streets? Excuse me. Our streets. Uh, but I want to remind you that... um. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. You can call them at 305-3585, 305-3585. Stop in and see our friend Marie at It's My Health in Cumberland. Vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies, local products like acai berry, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum, over 250 bulk herbs, teas, and spices. She also has hemp and CBD products. Marie is so knowledgeable. Folks, stop in. I bet you've driven by that old white church. I'm holding it up on Facebook. Do a thumbs up, folks, if you've driven by and seen that old white church right there on Menden Road. Well, pop in and see Marie. And also, folks, it's a full collaborative. They have Pilates classes. She also has a reflexologist, massage therapy. And on top of that, you get Marie, who is just so wonderful and knowledgeable. It's my health because it's your health. Stop in and see her. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's John DePietro. So, folks, that was uh, obviously very dominant. Now, this is going to be an eventful uh, several days. Think of this now. Right now, it is a 148. Again, good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It is one on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, DePietro.com. I strongly encourage you to log on and see where the stories are broken first at DePietro.com. Where we also have all the stories at top. Alors are planning on changing Columbus Day to Italian American Day. Also, Mayor Alors are planning to paint Black Lives Matter on the Providence Street. Now, I'm hearing it's outside the mall, but somewhere downtown. And then you have all the video from last night. Violent protesters surround DePietro blocking broadcasts. Black Lives Matter protest Providence Police Station. We also have the exclusive Providence teacher advocates for burning and looting in Providence. The journal's now ripping us off on that story. And then protesters destroy Providence last night and shut down the highway. Folks, the situation, Providence is, you know, I, I like Providence. And at different times, my family is from Providence. Growing up, my dad was from Fox Point. My dad was a Fox Pointer. My um, mother grew up. In the area near uh, Chuckstone Avenue, 
in Academy Avenue, that neighborhood. So, um, and I've lived in college. I lived over in that area off Truckstone Avenue. And then I've also lived on the east side. I mean, I, I, I like Providence. I've already had, always had relatives there. I spent all my holidays there. But it's sad to see. But I'll tell you the guy that is ruining it. And it's the mayor. Providence should be safe. Providence could be safe. Right now, it's Mayor Alorza. I'm telling you right now. If it was ever Mayor DePietro, my message would be simple. We're going to have the safest middle. It's a medium-sized city. The safest medium-sized city in America. And by the way, I'm not talking about the Providence police do an excellent job. They do. But they're handcuffed in certain ways you know they can't do everything they're supposed to so if you back the blue come out this saturday we're going to be at the rhode island state house 10 o'clock it is a trump rally uh the trump uh co-chair of the trump campaign jerry zarella he asked me to be the mc you want to get there around 9 30 10 o'clock it's only an hour get to be with other trump people uh they're going to send the video to the white house show Team Trump that he has support. It is also kind of piggybacked like a back the blue rally as well, because I have found that the two groups kind of go hand in hand. Um, the back the blue rally crowds are definitely Trump supporters and vice versa. So now someone may say, well, is it listen at 10 o'clock in the morning? You're, you're going to be fine. There's plenty of parking around there. But Providence could be a lot safer. Providence could be a lot safer. But it's this, I'm telling you, it's this Mayor Alorza. He allows panhandlers. He allows people in Providence, if you just want to lay down and pass out on the sidewalk, it's allowed. You want to urinate on a building, they don't do anything. They're told not to do anything. And now that's why. But they are, they are destroying the city. You have a murder at the, look in the course of one week. Murder in the food court at the mall. And then protesters marching around, threatening people, and then closing and going up to, to the highway on 95. Now, you know, that's where Rick Simone and I can agree to disagree. And I was the one yesterday. Wanted to make sure he knew that. I was the one that asked Governor Raimondo that that outside fund, she, they have $1 million for if you're a business and you need outdoor supplies uh, the state is giving grants. They're giving the money away if you could do that outside. So take advantage of it. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show on this Thursday is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Hello, brother. Good afternoon, brother. Call Brothers Disposal today, 688-0517. What do they do? Brothers Disposal. Well, very simple. They'll put a dumpster in your driveway. So let's just say you're doing a small household construction project. You need a dumpster or a backyard project. Or maybe you're doing a fall cleanup. Maybe you want to get rid of some of your unwanted belongings in your garage or your basement or your attic. Call Brothers Disposal. Good afternoon, brother. At 688-0517. There is the Facebook page, yellow and purple, the Laker colors. 688-0517. Brothers Disposal. Get in touch with Rhode Island's trusted disposal service today and let them put a dumpster in your driveway. So whether or not you're throwing away unwanted belongings or maybe you're doing a uh, household construction project, it's much easier. They'll deliver it to your home or business. Maybe you need it for a weekend or maybe you need it for a week. 
Either way, Brothers Disposal, 688-0517, 688-0517. For, come on, brother, for Brothers Disposal. It's John DePietro. Now, remember, the heating season, folks. Now, we're going to enjoy. Today is a nice day out. Tomorrow, Saturday, it's supposed to be very nice as I check the forecast. But it is going to get colder. I mean, as it always does. And you want to make sure you call this year uh, for the heating season. Why not call my friends at Henry Oil? Henry Oil Company, 521-0200. 521-0200 for Henry Oil. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. Fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, service contracts, budget plans. Uh, call Henry Oil today, 401 401- Five two one zero two hundred, serving most Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Henry Oil and online at henryoil.com. Um, so the the as I've been telling you, uh, we have significant days coming up. Saturday is the Trump rally, back the blue Trump rally at the Rhode Island State House, and then Saturday afternoon, I think at five o'clock. President Trump is going to unveil his pick for the Supreme Court. So that's on Saturday. Tuesday is the first debate, and we'll have extensive coverage. So Biden and Trump, now Biden, they have, Joe Biden is like in hiding, getting ready for this debate. President Trump is going out and doing presidential things and campaigning. Folks, this is very pivotal. And we'll see what Chris Wallace is. I think... How the two answer the problems about the rioting that's going on, I think that's pivotal. You know, if you want to live, if people want to live in a country where we're going to be run by protesters and Black Lives Matter protesters and everything else, well, then you vote Biden. Those, all the people that are protesting, all the people that hate the police, all the people that are cheering on that two police officers were shot, they're Biden supporters. This is the battle of good versus evil. So now that is Tuesday. And then the next Wednesday, that's Tuesday night. The following Wednesday is the vice presidential debate. And Kamala Harris has been nowhere. And she'll be debating Mike Pence. And then the following week after that is the second presidential debate. So it really starts to speed up. So starting this Saturday is when things are going to really start to take off. Between the nomination for the Supreme Court. And everyone's hearing the same name. We're going to have to wait and see. But it certainly seems to be this Amy Coney Barrett, who they were already, uh, they were knocking her on Sunday at the protest I was at uh, because she is a Catholic. So, but folks, you know, we we have to decide. And those of you in the suburbs, they're, they're coming to the suburbs. They're going to run out of things to destroy and ruin in Providence. They're going to start to move out to some of the suburban areas. That's what they do in Portland. That's what they're doing in Seattle. They start to go to the suburbs. Then what are you going to do? I'll tell you exactly what you're going to do. You're going to go see my friend John Francis at Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Call them at 727-1716. Firearms and ammunition. Folks, when they say defund the police, we say competition shooting supplies. Big time. They're dangerous. They're criminals. They're degenerates. They act like terrorists. Protect yourself, protect your family. Competition shooting supplies. Stop in and see John Francis, 727-1716, located right off exit 2A, 
435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. Hey, I want to remind you, if you are a restaurant and you're using outside heating lamps, the cheapest place to get your propane is Phil Johnson with Johnson Propane, 904 Manton Avenue in Providence. I've been there. It's, it's safe. It's right at the back Rhode Island College. Front of the Stop and Shop, next to Wendy's, it's uh, Johnson Propane. He's open seven days a week. Propane tanks and supplies. Call him at 621-8129. He's the cheapest. And Phil is reliable. He's always backed up. Credit cards accepted. If you are a restaurant and you need to fill those heat lamps so you can have everybody outside, get your propane tanks filled with Phil Johnson at Johnson Propane. 904 Manton Avenue Province, right across from where... Um, Doris Fending used to be. Now, Channel 12, I'll give them credit. Ted Nisi, he's got an interesting story. Think of all the different people that could use a job. And the politically connected keep getting rewarded. Former House Speaker Gordon Fox, who went to prison, he has been hired as a job at Crossroads, Rhode Island. Rhode Island's largest agency serving the homeless has hired former House Speaker Gordon Fox to work on real estate matters. Mike Rea, he used to work with Governor Mundo, spokesperson, confirmed his hiring as a housing development manager. The nonprofit board members were told the decision earlier in the day. He served as House Speaker from 2010 till March 2014. He resigned after a law enforcement raid on his state house office. Um, a year later, he pled guilty to federal charges of bribery, wire fraud, and filing a false tax return. So he accepted a bribe. He was released from the federal prison, 20, August 2017, been at a halfway house. Um, folks, this is disgraceful. I will not do anything to help Crossroads Rhode Island, I'll tell you that. Why? Why are they hiring this criminal? Plenty of people could do that job. So, folks, it's John DePietro. Again, I um, highly encourage you to uh, go to the website, DePietro.com. You can see the different stories that the rest of the media is starting to catch up on, like the teacher, like what Alorza has planned in Providence. I, uh, stay tuned. The 2 o'clock, right now it's 2 o'clock.